today. Uh, over the weekend, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed and mass chaos has broken out because it's 2020. Also, the CDC changes their guidance on coronavirus and how it is transmitted because it's 2020. We've got a lot to get into and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by two of my favorite gentlemen. We have Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive, which is actually way more than slightly offensive, but amazing. You got to catch it on Blaze TV. Yeah, you also call me a gentleman, which is, I haven't, no one's called me that since I was like born. Well, you know, I, you know I use the term very loosely. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's a real, that's a really, it, they, they said your show is fake news and now I know why. <laughs> <laughs> also joined by my new actual favorite, not him, but uh, Eric July, Blaze TV contributor, also known as <clears throat> Young Rip of Five Nine. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's right. If it. you want to catch him on YouTube, there you go. that's his name. <laughs> uh, all right, we've obviously got... A lot to get into. So really quickly, um, I was really hoping not to be here because I was really hoping that I was going to have a baby over the weekend. And uh, that didn't happen. But then we learned of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, pa Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. She was, what, 87 years old, had been in poor health for a while, was like the, the greatest warrior of all time, surviving all, you know, cancer. And it was like she just had, I think, more lives than a cat. Uh, but then learned that she passed and then was like, Okay, I guess it's kind of good that I did not have a baby this weekend because we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, mass chaos, obviously, after Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. This happened Friday evening. Let's listen to first. Let's go ahead and go to try to take it in chronological order here with um, President Trump, who was holding a rally on Friday and uh, was told the news of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. Just kind of what I believe. I'll get your thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, an iconic moment, I think, that will will really uh, go down in history. Here is President Trump right after learning of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing. She just died? Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. Now, I mean, just with like the music and the background, yeah. Elton John, it just it gives me goosebumps just to to watch, um, you know, whether or not you believe that he that was really he really learned it for the first time at that moment, you know, is purely speculative. But I, it seemed like it to me. That seemed like a very genuine and also classy reaction by the president to just take a moment and say, you know what, regardless of her politics, she was, you know, she was a, a woman to be respected. And, and I'm very sad to hear that. Uh, Elijah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, number one, I'm always waiting for Trump to behave the way that the media says that he's going to behave. You know, I'm waiting for him to just come out, be a racist, a xenophobe, a sexist. And this was his perfect 
opportunity to just come out and let the whole world know I am a bigot. But it turns out, again, I keep I keep finding that the narrative is kind of off because really? every single time that I'm waiting for that, he comes across like an absolute gentleman. There you go. Mm. Not me. He's the gentleman. <laughs> and, and no, it really it really is true. And I think I think it was there was no better way to approach us. I think that I think the journalist probably was telling him to bait him. Yeah. In that moment, hey, 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 oh, yeah. how about this? What do you think? Ready for some crazy moment. And then, of course, like a uh, 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 very classy president, he gives an answer I don't even think a scriptwriter could have uh, written for him. Yeah. Amen. Eric? Yeah, I mean, I think that was uh, clearly what they want. They want to sort of get that out of him. Mm -hmm. And he didn't give it to him. He didn't give you even saw him take a second to even like, he's like, and he, yes. and he said what he had to say, yeah. and it was you know pretty straightforward. It wasn't anything controversial or anything, but of course that's what people anticipated. Certainly, when you consider politically what side of the aisle, or in terms of how she how she votes and what what side of the aisle that she comes from, they anticipated that. And of course, if he would have given them, I mean, just a slight bit of something to cling on to, they would have went all in mm -hmm. but he didn't give them anything yeah. so to his credit you know he said some you know very nice things upon initially learning about it and he was like you know this is what i'm gonna have to say about it and, I, and i'm good to go and then you know he gets, gets back to business and he was better than i would yeah. would be in a situation like that because yeah he I'm was a tweet he was a perfectly crafted tweet that's what i'm gonna say you know like he, he like it's like he sat there and got his 160 characters or whatever down and the way that he answered was so strategic but the music i mean you couldn't that almost seemed planned i mean it, i know and that's why it's just, i feel like it was just one of those iconic like it was way too it seemed way too rehearsed to be real. It yep. looked like it was from a movie. You had the Elton John playing in the background. You had, you know, him get just getting off the stage. It was like a Hallmark movie right there, yeah. really. Yeah. Like I was like, all right, and cue Elton John, <laughs> and all right, and say the lines, and go, go Donald. And then he just, he was perfect. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I, I hope it, people look back on that, and that is one of, you know, the iconic moments from uh, President Trump's presidency and not the not not the tweets that everyone likes to, to talk I love about his the, tweets. the controversial tweets. I love his controversial tweets. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I hate them, but I love them. <laughs> I'm coming, Donald. So obviously, once this news surfaces, uh, the conversation in Washington now becomes what happens to the seat? Do we fill it? Do we not? Um, I know that there is a, uh, you know, a back and forth because I, uh, crazily enough, so surprisingly, the Democrats had the exact same position they did, or I'm sorry, the exact opposite position they did in 2016, and the Republicans also have the exact opposite position they did in, uh, in, in 2016 when we were talking about Merrick Garland, when Merrick Garland came up. Uh, so now all the Democrats say, you have to wait until a new president is elected. And now all of the Republicans are saying, you don't know, that's not true. We never said that. I believe that there is a little bit more precedent for the Republicans to say, well, actually, it was a completely different set of circumstances. Uh, you know, the Senate and the White House were different parties at that time. And so that was a different precedent. Uh, now you've got the Senate and the White House. We are obviously the same party. That's a completely different ballgame. And historically, that has always been a completely different ballgame. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Elijah, on whether or not the seat should be filled? Should, there, should this even be a discussion? Oh, look, this is not even the same year as 2016. The Democrats have, they have instigated, promoted the burning down of our cities. They have absolutely 
criminalized what it means to, to just be a, a pro-America, nationalistic individual. They've made us feel like we are enemies of the country because we love our flag, because we stand for our anthem. I mean, they have come in across the board and co-sponsored domestic terrorist groups like Antifa. It, this is not a matter, we're not in the same position of, of having some sort of like parlay and some ability to come together and, and, and create a, a little battle here. It's like, no, we got to go right for the throat. We've got to stick everything we can to them possibly because that's possible because to be quite honest, I mean, there were times for negotiations, times for compromise. Those times are completely over. They have, they have held nothing back recently, nothing back in attacking us, in slandering us, in destroying us, in ripping apart every institution in America. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're going to stack the court and we're going to change American history forever. We've had a liberal court for too many decades. Even when it leaned conservative, it's been too liberal. And we saw that that's destroyed the interpretation of what the Constitution was meant for. So it's about time we reverse history. We actually take the country back to where it was meant to be. And it's like, I have no sympathy for them. Let's just cut it right at the throat. Literally, let's go right to it. Mm, right. Well, they're not going to play f fair anyway. I mean, I feel like this whole lockdown thing should have proved that... They don't have any issue of uh, doing the opposite, even if they have lectured you. I mean, we even surrounding uh, Ruth. I mean, with them linking up and having all of these hundreds of people gathering in front of the Supreme Court. And in those same areas, people can't go to the funerals of their own families um, and, and link up. So. Oh, and also we can't vote in person. Uh, exactly. So, uh, look. My issue, of course, comes from the standpoint of this sort of religious worship of these seats and of these positions and people being in these positions. Um, I know Ron Paul spoke about this four, four years ago and how we look to that position and it doesn't make any sense why the Supreme Court is even as powerful as they are anyway. A lot of things that they're being able to determine, it shouldn't even be up for dispute as it's not their right to actually make those decisions. So what happens is, is when something like that happens, seat freeze up. Everybody gets to freaking out because they think that, of course, their guy should be the one that's in it in the event that someone else gets in it. Then we have so many issues. This year has been just big tug of war with power. And it's so frustrating from a libertarian perspective to see all of that, because I'm like, why are we so everybody's arguing like and I know people talk about division. I don't care about division. If you guys are unified and got the wrong position, you're right. just you're worse, actually. Yeah. You're worse. So the division doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that we have positions like that and which are so uber powerful, which they can make decisions on social issues and all sorts of things. And it's so powerful in the event that the wrong person gets it. Well, we freak out and rightfully so we freak out because they have the power and we don't even have those conversations. They're never having those conversations like maybe maybe this isn't this isn't working. Maybe this isn't what it was even crafted to even be. They were never Supreme Court was never even supposed to be that powerful. But yet it is. So until we have that conversation, doesn't matter what the Supreme Court justices or or presidencies or anything like that. As long as people continue to disregard the fact that the power exists and it shouldn't be there. If anything, you think this whole virus thing would have showed you how powerful some of these positions are and they shouldn't even be that powerful. They weren't even crafted to be that powerful until we have that conversation. It's going to be a madhouse every time one of those positions get freed up. And then you're going to have people bawling their eyes out about over people that they've never met. Yeah. Elijah, uh, you know, we have, um, like Eric said, people who are bawling their eyes out over people that so they've weird. never met. It, it is bizarre to me. And I don't say this to demean 
the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The family crime makes sense. Correct, right. Yeah. But I, I mean, the videos that we've seen that have surfaced online of people actually just like losing their ever loving mind over this. And I'm like, Bizarre. this to me now, Eric, I'd love for you to chime in as yeah. well, because I, I know, I think we have different perspectives on religion here yeah. at the table, but this to me is a great example of people who, instead of having a religion, politics is their religion. Politics is their God. And it's so unhealthy that they Absolutely. have taken this in and they're so uh, emotional about someone losing their life that they've never met before, that they would go to that extreme. It just doesn't feel like a healthy thing for society to me. It it really is. I was actually uh, in Washington, D.C. when when the news struck that that uh, she died and I had to make a a key decision right then whether to keep going up to Philadelphia Mm. to cover uh, some Antifa rioting the next day or if I needed to. Let's go back go to, back, to yeah. there. And, and I realized, look, I don't need to go there because that's an actual vigil. Those are people who feel like their own mom died. They're unhinged. I'm not going to get in the way. Like, that's really, really what I felt. I'm going, I'm not going to go there, talk to these people, interview them because these people are so attached to this person that it's like going into somebody's funeral for their mom and trying to talk to them. Like, you just don't get involved in that. It's that serious where mm-hmm. people feel like their own family member died. And you have to ask yourself, well, why, why does it happen or why is it unhealthy? But at, at the riot the next day or before the, you know, rioting started, started, you know, you see this, this religious hierarchy where the, the guy comes up on the microphone, always a black person. If a black trans person isn't available because they always <laughs> say black trans people to the front, yes. right? So you have this like weird hierarchy of minorities and they go through their martyrs, right? They have their martyrs, Daniel Prude, say his name, Daniel Prude, who died, you know, a week after being naked, high on PCP with a spit bag over his head and assaulting police officers. I don't know why they always choose some of the most questionable choices of martyrs but then you get to these politicians and then it's like we need to take a moment of silence which is of respect in a country right for this person but what i noticed was nobody mentioned a single accomplishment of 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 RBG. Nobody. They don't know. They don't know it. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knew. So that's where you know it's religious and and emotional. And and I and I noticed that with the with the far left or with liberals or with these radicals, is that people always say like even with the masks, aren't we all in this together? Some lady yelled at my wife for not having her nose covered. You know, aren't we? You know, it's like not like hey, the mask you got to save lives. Hey, the mask you know prevents disease from spreading. It's just Mm -hmm. the emotional pull of we're in this and our leaders and our martyrs and there's this entire caste system of people and they are not really built on any foundation of truth it's all about emotion yeah. and gripping and feeling and no one even really you've asked people what the supreme court even a ruling of the supreme court in the last year i don't think besides maybe like legalizing gay marriage anyone even knows what they've done yeah that's a great point Eric. Look, uh, we uh, my band backwards has a song called uh Stathius. and what i do in that song is i'm discussing how these folks that tend to be i mean by all research uh, purposes generally atheists tend to be leftists, right? And how they have only swapped out God with the state, right? And more so, the state is their God. They're not anti-religious. They can rag on us for being yep. Christians, yep. Uh, Muslims, whatever you, Jewish, whatever you are. But they're not anti-religious. They absolutely are religious. Their religious cling is just to the state, and it's a real sad state of affairs that people get like that and get over emotional about people they never met people that they were just told to get upset over and that is a bizarre thing to happen i can imagine being where you're at and seeing it play out i would probably think i'm in another dimension because it's like (laughs) am i the only one that's normal around here 
that these guys are acting like this again for a person that they've never met. They can't really say her accomplishment aside that she's just heralded by way of the leftists. And she's a, uh, she's a woman that happens to be in the Supreme Court. It is a bizarre thing. But I, I'm, I like that it's happening because I get to point it out and say to all of these folks that and I'm not I don't hate atheists or agnostic folks or anything like that. What I'm saying is that a lot of you guys have religious clings to things, though you would think we're crazy for believing in Jesus Christ or something of that nature. Yet they're the ones that are bawling their eyes out. Worshiping. I mean, they had all of these vigils. It was weird. It was it, like worship. Like you see, like almost kind of like a, exactly. a Catholic vigil for exactly. Mary or something. It was weird. They light man. candles and and it's, you know, a lot of people can't even say her name correctly. You know, people call her like RGB. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, color spectrum. So you know, which is like <laughs> fine. But like, I, I, that's my final point here is that it, it is so interesting though that that this religious. Uh, these religious zealots are out there and they're preaching to people because there is that void like you mentioned and what you've seen is that you know if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything and I think that people have a void inside of them and they need something to feel valuable but when you watch them yeah like I watch I watch multiple street preachers get attacked in the last week I haven't been home in like 10 days I'm very tired and what I've gotten from all of this is that it's not that these people are just Americans. They're anti-American. They live in a different country. They live in a different reality. But what they are is they're they're uh, they're like conquistadors. They're on a conquest. They're actually working to to establish sort of a religious nation. Absolutely. People who right and they they determine what's right and wrong. They they tell you this is right, that's wrong. This is good, that's bad. And it's like meanwhile they they are against capitalism. They're against the Constitution. They're against Christianity. But they actually are replacing it with their own form of every one of these things. Yes. It's yes. just interesting. Yes, yeah. And you know what? Let's let's get into more of that uh, after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So, uh, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show. You think that you your home is safe when you leave it because you set your alarm system and then you leave your house and you're like, well, if anyone's going to steal my home, anything in it, I'll obviously get a, a notification from my alarm system. The police will come. Everything will be taken care of. Not so if you're talking about your home's legal title because all of our titles to our homes are kept online now and this is one of the fastest growing crimes in the country by the way if you haven't heard of it it's called home title theft it's happening all the time criminal uh, cyber criminals find the title to your home online they forge your signature on a quick claim deed and then they can refile as the new owner of your home you're off the title you've lost all your equity that you have put into your home which oftentimes is you know your retirement nest egg yeah so you may be thinking at this point oh well I probably like my identity theft program or you know my my banking program probably it has something that covers that no actually common identity theft and banking programs have nothing to cover this. You're not going to know it usually until it's too late. You might get a, a late payment or a foreclosure notice. Don't let this happen to you. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com. They will protect your home's title. They will put a virtual barrier around it. And most importantly, you can go there and register your address to see if you're already a victim. You got to catch it before it's too late. Like I said, they will help you do that if you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code Y, that's W-H-Y. You will get 30 free days of protection to help you manage this crisis. All you have to do is go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code Y, HomeTitleLock.com. I want to 
kind of get into a little bit more of what you were talking about, Elijah, um, which is, well, Eric, you you referenced it as well, but this weird, uh, you know, politics being the left's religion Mm -hmm. and the way that they're reacting to this. Um, You know, you saw a lot of left-leaning, I guess you could call them mainstream media people, but I don't know. They have blue check marks on Twitter. I can't speak for the credibility that they have uh, in real life, but, you know, threatening to burn things down, to burn the system down, to riot, uh, you know, if we try to do something that in the Constitution you're supposed to be able to do. And it's like, so maybe you guys have been overplaying your hand for the last couple months because you've already been rioting and burning buildings down. So why are we supposed to now be concerned that you're going to what do the same thing that you have been doing for like the last several months over literally everything that happens. I, I don't. I I'm, I'm failing to see what is supposed to be getting me over to your side of things. Yeah, no, right? they, they will burn it down, and that sh- they've shown that. And that's what's interesting to me is how they show how much they are like. If we don't get our way, it must come down. Yeah. Right. Again. Which they, is something that my eight-year-old, a concept right, that my that's eight-year-old why I call has already learned. Yeah, yeah, that's already call, learned like, they, they don't do. even, like, toddlers are actually smarter yeah. than them, um, in a sense, because they look at it like, okay, the power is fine as it exists. In fact, they want more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have no problem, more of it, more taxation, more fun, fun this big monster. But if you guys get control of that, it's an absolute problem. Right. So we have to, if you even attempt to do that, because they look at that as their, their righteous, holy position that they get, and then they get to rule over you. This is why everybody keeps referring to back to this uh, um, popular vote, right? Because uh, they're still uh, hanging on to that, saying, well, it's going to show that our democracy, let's say our democracy, our democracy, I was talking about democracy, being the God that failed. Um, and the fact they look at it like that is an absolute problem. Yeah. But... It allows us to be more precise. And I think libertarians do it. I don't think even people on the other side do it. When we talk about who's going to act up, dependent on the results, let's be clear, it's the leftists. It's not coming from the other side. Even if Joe Biden wins, I can almost guarantee you that there'll be some people that are frustrated. But you're not going to see them going to burn down a Wendy's or something like that. That's not going to be what what people are going to do. They own the Wendy's. Side. Yeah, generally. They <laughs> well, they're a manager at Wendy's. They work there. They, they, they work their, their way hours. up. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it's it allows us to be precise. And that's what I want people to understand and look at that. Look at it from that perspective. Yeah. When you look at folks that are certainly willing to inconvenience you mm-hmm. or destroy your property mm-hmm. for that matter. Even if the situation had nothing to do with you, it's coming from that side. So let's be precise. You know, everybody's talking about when the election gets uh, so uh, it's going to be crazy. No, we know it's going to get crazy. Let's talk about who it's coming from and let's place that on them. This is what these Democrats definitely try to use them as useful idiots. It's the Frankenstein monster that they let get way too big and now it's out of control. And because they painted themselves in a corner, they have to commit to that. So they'll pretend they still got people talk, acting like Antifa's. Uh, I don't know, a myth or something like that. They don't they act like it's not even a thing. Right. Because they they even on their side, they're starting to see how insane that these people are. So let's just be precise with it and understand that the craziness is coming from that side. Yeah. You know, I just want to read some of these tweets from verified people, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. Scott Ross uh, used the F word classy and then said, if you can't shut it down, burn it down. Um, Another account called No Justice, No Peace uh, says the time has come to burn 
burn all this down. We've talked about it, but we've got to pony up now. Emmett McFarland said, burn Congress down before letting Trump try to appoint anyone to SCOTUS. There's a few more. Laura Bassett said, if McConnell jams someone through, which he will, there will be riots. Uh, Bo will... Williman said, we're shutting this country down if Trump and McConnell try to ram through an appointment before the election. And my favorite, Reza Aslan, a disgraced journalist, said, if they even try to replace RBG, we'll burn the entire effing and use the expletive thing down. I mean, and that's not, that's not, this is why it's not just one person. Like, I, there's always that one crazy person that just, yeah. you know, that they get their account suspended because yeah. they're, they're crazy. And I know people say, well, this is just Twitter and Twitter isn't real life. But I have seen, shockingly, the rhetoric on Twitter that people keep saying isn't real life translate into the real world and people don't realize they're out there on the ground well, yeah people don't realize that that the left uses twitter like a bible right and they follow it what people are saying like it's gospel and i think it's really an interesting thing that you know even myself like how do people always find me or try to do bad things to me they do it through twitter they have chat rooms and logs these people are very foolish they're not using encrypted chat rooms i wish they i'm glad they don't because it makes my job easier to figure out where they're going to be and what they're doing but What's very interesting is that when these are people who are calling for actual violence, it doesn't surprise us. I'm just glad they're finally, I'm actually happy they're writing this because I'm like, well, at least they're finally admitting that this was yeah. a mainstream thing. Yeah. Like I kept going like, it's a few bad apples. I'm going, mm, I've come across maybe 20,000 of those bad apples. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's a more, you know, two or three or 10, 20,000. You know, I go, I go. That's, I, a, that's a root problem. Right. And I, and, I keep, and I keep pointing out too, that's like, I saw city council members and people at all of these things. I see state senators. I see, uh, I see people there that are establishment the Democrats that are encouraging the violence they're encouraging the attacks they're they're pushing false narratives and so I'm like okay finally for once now I can just say the Democrats actually are calling for riots they are calling to burn down the cities and I think that's an important thing that we have the evidence now yeah. that we can in court show people is this who you want in charge of your country do you want someone who doesn't get their way who will burn that down is that is that the threat that you want is this what you want America do you want at the Emmys you know somebody telling another white person this is where white people clap and then just cut them off as if, you know, do you want an America where people are racist and they see racial inequity and, they, and they, they're prideful and arrogant on TV? Like, we can divide America. No, that's the party of racial divide, of violence, of looting. And I think we can finally see that. It's like, it's, a, it's an ideological problem. It's not a, a racial issue. It doesn't matter if you're a black liberal or a white liberal. When you hold these far progressive ideas, you just kind of become an a-hole. And the, mm. I see I caught myself again. You kind of become an a-hole. But ultimately speaking, if you see that the Hollywood establishment endorses racism, the media establishment endorses this violence, and then you hear Nancy Pelosi say, yeah, well, we, you know, she, well, she, she's not drunk. She's just like, you know, oh, yeah, we mm. condemn that. You realize in that moment, this is their party. This is what they stand for. And that's why they have to be opposed democratically. That's why we have to vote the right people in, because we can't. We can't let their pressure push us out of being civil. We can't let their pressure especially become the party establishment because if they'll do that to the city now when they're not in power, what will they do not just to the city but to us, the people in the cities, once they gain that power? And that scares me. Yeah, um, Eric, we've got about a minute left here mm -hmm. and I, I don't disagree with him and I think I would also add you don't negotiate with terrorists. No, I say it all the time you don't negotiate <laughs> with terrorists. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, President Young, RIPA 59. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, say, I, that's I say that all the time that you don't that you I mean, don't negotiate. It really can crazy. be that simple. They did not get to their position by way of reason. You cannot reason them out of position that they didn't get to yeah. by way of reason. Yeah. So we're wasting time. That's why I get so frustrated with conservatives and this whole lockdown thing. We got the Governor Abbott's of the world and people that are going along with this 
craziness and this foolishness as the other side gets to do whatever the heck they want and burning things down. That is an issue. I've always said let the chips fall where they may if they're going to act crazy. But what's, what's, what's unfortunately happening is that people are getting penalized in the event that they decide that they want to actually defend themselves. I don't know. Stop these guys from being I almost used the word. But stop these <laughs> guys from being guys. bad people. But they don't yeah. go that route. Instead, they're trying to uh, play by the rules when the game's rigged. And they're yeah. not playing by them either. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. And um, these guys are just a little bit fired up here at the table. <laughs> First, we want to thank our sponsor, Simply Safe. All right. So I don't know about you, but if you're using a security system that is not Simply Safe, you're probably paying way too much money. I was before I started using Simply Safe and it has not only cut my bill, I think like more than half, it also has made everything so much easier for me to manage. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. They've got a bunch of sensors. We've got like the same, you know, motion sensors, you've got the window sensors, you've got the glass break sensors, you've got everything that you need to blanket every room, windows, doors and you can tailor it specifically for your home. So however many you need of each, you can get that many. Uh, they've got the cameras, professional monitoring that keeps watch day and night. They're ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there is an emergency. It is so easy. I love my husband to death. He's not like the MacGyver that you, you know, you may think you need to install a home security system. No, you don't need that with Simply Safe. It's super easy. You just peel the little the where the sensors are, the tape, you peel it off, you stick it exactly where you need to go. He did it all himself. No technician required. Also, no contract. Is this sounding like, uh, you know, you're like, well, where's the catch? There is none, all right? It starts at $15 a month. I'm telling you, Simply Safe is amazing. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. I would agree with that. You can go to simplysafe.com slash why. You will get a free HD camera if you go there. Simplysafe.com slash WHY. Get yourself a system. Get a free camera to go along with it. You've got this, the little app that you can use. You can go look at it while you're gone. I do it all the time to check on my cats. Yeah, I said that out loud. Simplysafe.com slash why. Get your free camera now. Simplysafe.com slash why. Well, uh, with all of these, this talk about, you know, whether or not President Trump is going to replace uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, obviously, I know we just heard earlier today that he plans to uh, announce his pick, for, I think he said Friday or Saturday after Ruth Bader Ginsburg's funeral, which I think is, that's, you know, that's the right thing to do. That is a classy thing to do. And then the Senate can take it up from there. But you may be wondering to yourself, what do the Democrats have up their sleeve to try to prevent President Trump from doing, you know, his job uh, as they have often tried to prevent him from doing? So here is Nancy Pelosi with George Stephanopoulos from yesterday explaining uh, that, you know, I mean, they are going to to try some things. They do have some some arrows or some quivers or something. I don't know what. Some have mentioned the possibility, if they try to push through a nominee in a lame duck session, that, that you and this, the House could move to impeach President, President Trump or Attorney General Barr as a way of stalling and preventing the Senate from acting on this nomination. Well, we have our options. We have arrows in our quiver that I'm not about to discuss right now. Can I just, like, what he just said was total BS. 
He's like, well, some have been saying that, you know, you could try to impeach the guy again. Like, I've heard literally zero people say that <laughs> until he yeah, brought that up. I know. I know the 250 <laughs> people by name that like work in this industry. But it's like, like a couple hundred people and there's not one tweet I could point to no. or public com- comment. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, totally somebody's just reading a script. It was like given to him from Nancy. Like they hit, you know, they pass him like a paper, like in class, like from Nancy. It's yeah. like, yo, say this. Yeah. And, you, and you see her, she was like so excited. Like I have a very bad comparison that I wouldn't, I can't say on your show, but she looks like she's about to explode. And she goes, she's qu- literally quivering. So you have quiver. She's yeah. quivering yeah. very very excited. Uh, maybe a little bit delirium tremens right there, but she's... I think that might be the withdrawal yeah, but of the vodka. Yeah, she's going... And she's so excited that she's going to try to just, like, cause more chaos in America. Like, I, that's just weird to me. It's like, we're going to disrupt the American process. Like, we're just so excited. And it's just like, wow, that woman's a demon. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say on your show, but she is a demon. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> nah, but they're being straightforward. I mean, he even sets up the question to really say, like, yeah, you're doing this to stall. Yeah, oh, right? absolutely. Like, like he was just 100% up. Yeah. He was open with it. And yeah. then she's like, yeah, we, yes. got some, we got some stuff on our sleeve. I don't see how anybody can look at that and not think this is, this is a joke, man. Like, this is a complete joke. This is the treating it like it's a joke as well. That was bizarre to me. And to hear him the way he acts it and her answer it like, yeah, we're going to stall as long as, as we possibly can. I, would, I wonder if they do stall, if they somehow are successful. I don't know what she, what arrow she's referring to that she has that, uh, um, I'm sure, I'm sure we, she knows I, what may, Maybe it's bur- actually literally I think we just saw them. The I think we just yeah. saw the arrows. It was yeah. like, oh, you weren't supposed to say that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be tomorrow's news. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if they are successful. How long can they kick that can down the road? In any event that, let's say, Trump won, what then? You know what I mean? It's like, what, you gonna try to wait another four years to, to try to try to make it happen? I don't know, but the silver lining in all of this is watching politicians tell on themselves they don't care about you they don't care about what's best for your for your country your no. geographical area that's not what they care about it's about specifically playing politics and she's mm. being wide open with you about it i just mm, i i literally see that and i go you this is how we knew the Kavanaugh had nothing to do with him being a True. rapist it goes you you haven't even heard who it is you haven't even heard who it is. Like, like there are picks that, as an American, you could probably say, look, I, I know we disagree on some fundamental things, but that's a decent person. Like, mm-hmm. like that's why, with Joe Biden, I'm actually not afraid of Joe Biden. I've, I'm afraid of... I'm afraid of because Joe Biden is losing his mind that someone else is going to take power. I'm more afraid of, of that, the people that I don't see. But Joe Biden of himself is just that you're run of a mill. I know what we're going to get if Joe Biden gets elected. So she can't even say like, oh yeah, well, here's the three people. Here's why we have a problem with them. This is why we want to get them out. It's just like, no matter who they are, yeah. no matter where they come from, no matter what gender they are, I hope he nominates, actually, I would love it if he nominated a black woman. That would be so much mm-hmm. fun. I mean, really, just be like, throw it at them and be like, here's a black woman. Now fight against the first black woman nomination or whatever to put her, you know, fully, not first, but just meaning, here we go, a Republican right now is, as the first pick. We're going to throw this person out there and see what they do. And it's like, do you really care about black people? You really care about yeah, women? That'd be interesting. Yeah, you know, well, it's like, it's like, see them play that game. well, well, <laughs> go, go ahead and accuse, again. go ahead and accuse a yeah. black woman of being a gang rapist. Yeah, good luck. Well, that's, what, that's, <laughs> my, that's what's sad is going, well, no, that's my point is that they go, no matter what we've preached, no matter what we've said, we are going to take that person it down. Matter. And I want to know, I'm just already going to say, 
that I don't know who they're being accused of being of, of raping, but I'm sure they've probably been accused in the future at some point now of raping somebody. I mean, we're going to find this out quickly. Yeah. They, you know, most definitely whoever they pick is going to be some sort of uh, it's, it's going to be something to rapist, it. They're going to yeah. go maybe, uh, but they're going to go as far as they can down the path that this person, I don't know, chew bubble gum when they weren't supposed. <laughs> it's going to be some weird, weird type of thing that they're going to do. And it doesn't matter who it is. Mm. It doesn't matter scary. who it is. And, that is, and that's why I'm really saying scary. they're playing. It, this is all political. This yeah. is all a game to them and, and, and whatever they have to do to sort of put up whatever charade that they're putting up. That's what they're going to do. It has nothing to do with you. And, I, and and that's what, you know, we talked about this last week on the show, which I was I just called them evil because I don't know what else to call them. Like when you have people that do things that are irrational mm -hmm. and they know it's irrational they don't care about it and then they just do it anyway that's telling you that these people that's how they are i think a lot of folks look to politicians and even doctors and even people that are in positions that they value that you would think only pe a person that would care for other people would be in those positions they act as if they're without corruption and that's bogus. Yeah. We accept it in any other industry. What you think these people want to do? Sometimes you can't make sense of something. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. People look at this log. It's like, well, why would all of these all of these uh, governors and such do this, this and that and lock people down and force them to cover it if it wasn't that serious? Like maybe because they're evil, and maybe yeah. they'll maybe they'll yeah. play politics, and that's just yeah. how. Why did Hitler? Are. Why did Hitler? Why did Hitler yeah. uh, do World yeah. War II in, in the in the Western theater? Like what? People go, oh, why would Japan invade China in World War II? It's like because those were evil people exactly. who did evil things, exactly. and it should not shock you that politicians are oftentimes some of the best and some of the worst people in the world, and very often, why I hate to say this, evil people are often very successful yeah. because they're able. They will use any method and means. I mean, there are ways right now where I could be a wealthier person. I got, I, I'll say this, I'm not incriminating myself because I didn't act on it. I got insider information on the stock market recently that would have left me a very wealthy person. And I didn't act on it because that's illegal. And I go, I can't believe you're giving me this information. It, it was in DC and I'm going, and when I saw the stock jump the next day, it went from under a dollar to over $57 a share the next morning. So that's like a 57, you know, wow. time increase on what you would have. And I'm going, if I was evil and I just put $10,000 into that stock, I'd be a very wealthy man. Yeah. But honest people sometimes compromise on getting ahead because we want to do things the right way. But these people, they don't, they don't care. care. And that's why I'm saying we've got to stop. We've got to keep the, we've got to keep civility and we've got to keep the honesty, but we've honestly and civilly got to fight these people yes. at the throat and not yes. physically. I'm not going to promoting yes. violence. I just mean they're willing to do anything. Absolutely. And so we've got to take them seriously and we've got to fight them tooth and nail to make sure they don't succeed because they will if we don't. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of evil, we've got the CDC. Uh, coming up next, the CDC abruptly has, has removed guidance about how the coronavirus is being transmitted. I know we're all shocked and appalled. We've got that coming up after the break. Stay tuned. I don't even care. Like, if you ask me what you think, I don't even care. Oh, what the CDC said. I don't know. What did my ex-girlfriend say? The CDC today abruptly reverted to its previous guidance about how coronavirus is transmitted. They have now removed the language about airborne transmission that they have just posted just a few days earlier. They said a draft version of proposed changes to these recommendations was posted in error to the agency's official website. CDC is currently updating its recommendations regarding airborne transmission. Uh, once this process has been completed, the update language will be posted. Uh, 
so now they've gone back to, of course, that it is most commonly spread through small particles on the in the air, uh, mainly between people in close contact about six feet and through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs, sneezes or talks. So, um, you know, masks obviously work because it's science and we should live and die by what the CDC tells us. Oh, except for the fact that the CDC changes its mind about as frequently as someone changes their underwear. And uh, but you should definitely live and die by these government scientists because they're the only ones who know anything at all. That is so frustrating to me. Seriously, as a person that's in the music industry that hasn't been able to do what he does yeah. in tour for yes. a, a, we're going over half a year, right? Mm-hmm. And to see folks, to see or more so the CDC be allowed to contradict themselves on a different day and anybody that questions them is automatically wrong. Mm-hmm. I want people we just talked. We had a segment talking about the religious cling to these institutions. That's exactly that. It's like, oh, well, it's science. They just stumbled up across some new information and it's okay. Yet you could have been saying the same thing. There could have been a doctor that didn't work for the government that was also saying the same thing. And they were wrong. Right. Right. You have to trust and we have to control the entire country. Right. Based upon what it is that they say. That is so frustrating to me as a person and along with other people who have. Thankfully, I have other things that I'm involved in. Uh, so it's, it, 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 I'm virtually fine. Most people aren't. I believe uh, they had reported with like 60 percent of small businesses that had, uh, you know, they're not coming, they're back. Not coming back. Up to, up to 80 percent of restaurants by February 2021 uh-huh. will either permanently be shuttered or will have like reduced. I think with chains will reduce capacity by 30 to 40 percent, even chains, like meaning even if the chain itself doesn't go right. out of business, like up to 30 to 40 percent of a business's locations will have to close because they're going to run out. Of, it's because everyone keeps going, well, it's not that bad now. They're on government money. People don't realize yeah, exactly. that a lot of businesses are running on loans yes. like uh, on extensively. And I don't think American public knows how extensively the economy is still running on government Absolutely. handouts right now. And I know people, a lot of business owners who, even like yourself, who people who, who would be out there who are going, if you don't have a lot of extra outlets of money and you're not fortunate to have that, which is most Americans have a single form of income, and you go, they're going, they're going I have until November, I have until December, I have, until, I have enough cash, to, cash flow until January, and if we don't if we don't completely open back up and bounce back, we're going to go into a massive depression. And the CDC is, I think what people don't realize is, is from being someone who has a background in science, is that scientists are, again, they're not, they're not pastors. They don't, they don't make authoritative claims. Right. They are just people who work in conjunction with teams and, and financing to try to understand things using a, the scientific method in very advanced techniques now, thank God for, for the way we've developed. However, people don't realize that an organization like the CDC is also filled with bureaucrats. It's also filled with scientists who have not been practicing the, science, the, sure. the actual field science or laboratory science for sometimes decades, who are more influenced by who's appointed them than by what's really good for the American people. And I'll point it out as this. Science is largely infected with partisanship like anybody else or anything else is in our country. And I've seen this firsthand where 
depending on who's financing you, yeah. depending on who's giving you money, I have watched people compromise on their religion, on their personal beliefs, even on ultimately what they want to accomplish because they need to make money and they need a job. And so when the director or somebody was appointed by the Obama administration and they're there for life or for a tenure or, or they're even brought in through nepotism and then you go, oh yeah, well they're a scientist. No, just because they have a doctorate you know, in their past or they have a doctor by their name or whatever they have, doesn't mean that they actually are looking out for the interest of people because scientists often are not the ones that are the mouthpieces. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. Stay tuned. I think I'm going to trust the doctors on the front lines who are actually seeing the patient. All right. Before we go, don't forget, you can find uh, Mr. Elijah Schaefer. Look, I called you Mr. too. Thank you. Gentle, actually, gentleman, Elijah Schaefer. Yeah, you do. I actually, for the first time, Took a shower before I came here. Oh I did get in late yesterday. I, I I almost didn't actually for you. I almost came in a hat today. I got, I, I got to finish the show. Keep, yeah. Just okay. Th- but thank you for dressing yeah. up for me. You look wonderful, <laughs> Elijah look Schaefer. Slightly offensive on Blaze TV. You can also find his YouTube channel, Slightly Offensive with Elijah Schaefer. Also, don't forget Young Ripa Five Nine over here. You can find him on YouTube as yep. well. Yeah. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to his channel. You can find me on YouTube, by the way, not just on Blaze TV but also on Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Wait, let me plug you. Please. You should, also, you should also subscribe to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. She's an incredible host. Miss, Mrs. Sarah Gonzalez, incredible. Thank you. I mean, my husband's last name is not Gonzalez. That's my name. I know, isn't that but. your alias? No, it's my actual uh, maiden name. Uh, People uh, my think name. I make it up. You think I make your alias? Yes. That's my real last name, man. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.